so I'm going to talk to you about will and faith because I think all of our life can be boiled down to these two things, will and faith. And the will is um, this outward movement. You can kind of think of it as the movement to breathe out. Um, you know, you can think of it as like in the archetype of the prodigal child, you know, leaving home. Um, you can think of it as, say, the archetype of Adam and Eve eating the apple of good and evil, you know, to experience like what is good and evil, just like, yeah, and a movement out. Uh, and then we have. So that's will, and and it's connected with, um, you could say desire would be a synonym to this. That what do we desire? Uh, now there's, I think there's two different levels of desiring or willing. There's the deep will and the deep unconscious, and there's kind of the surface will. The deep will is um, always more important. Structures everything else. And that might be, say, something along the lines of, I wish to raise my kids in the highest and best way for their highest and best good, you know? That's the, I'm just using that as an example, like the deep will, or if someone who is religious say, uh, my greatest desire is to serve, to be an instrument of God's will or something like that. Um, and then there's these little surface desires that we have, which is, you know, I desire cake or I desire money or I desire, you know, these kinds of things. Um, and then we have faith. And faith, as I understand it, and there's probably better ways to understand it, but it's just kind of something that works for me. Faith is this sense that once we have made our will known to ourselves, first we have to articulate this. Because if we don't articulate it, it stays stuck in the deep unconscious and it never really becomes what it could be. It stays in the um, realm of the potential, but it doesn't actually move to the realm of actualization because what causes the actualization is to articulate it in some way, to make it objective and concrete. And when you do that, um, you bring it into the next stage right before manifestation is into the realm of conceptualization, you know, mentalization. That's will. Uh, Faith is to trust that our actions, after we articulate our great desire, that our actions will bear fruit. That's faith. Faith is to say, well, um, I know I desire to raise my kids in the highest and best way, even though they didn't come with manuals and even though they're very different. And uh, or I desire to 
be the best person I can be and serve others in the service of others in the highest and best way for them and myself too. Um, that could be the great desire to do that. And then the act of faith is to say, is to then act in accordance with that desire. Because the desire structures your intent, your desire structures your actions. If you make the desire well known and strong inside you, then consciously and mostly unconsciously, your actions will then be structured by that desire. But you have the faith then, even though you can't see it, because it's kind of out there in the future, and you often don't feel it. But you have the faith and trust that your actions are bearing fruit, even if you cannot see it in the moment. And even if, especially if you don't feel it. Because feelings aren't necessarily the best metric system, <laughs> measurement, system of measurement, because feelings can uncover truths as well as hide them. <laughs> you know, how many times in my life, maybe yours, where I have felt real sure about something only to find out that my I was wrong. Uh, maybe that doesn't happen to you, but... Um, or... I felt, my, yeah, my feelings could deceive me because it really wasn't, I wasn't perceiving reality as it is or it was. I was perceiving reality as I was, you know, in that moment. There's a very famous um, line by St. Thomas Aquinas, and it's Latin, but I don't remember the Latin part. But it says, um, he said, whatever is received is received at the mode or manner of the receiver, you know, uh, and so we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and so the important thing here for you and I, I think is, can we declare our desire? Not, not necessarily the surface desire. I mean, we have to be aware of those things, but the deepest desire, can we declare that, and actually make that a, a fundamental, um, you might even say discipline, to discipline ourselves. Not in a, I don't mean to use the word discipline as trigger for like, um, you know, school marm who's got the ruler and is gonna hit you. But I mean discipline in terms of structure. Can we structure our lives, our personalities, our actions, by our great desire, capital G, capital D, which is our will. And if we can align this will with the highest and best good, doesn't matter if the person, person is atheist, agnostic, religious, spiritual, doesn't matter, uh, the metaphysics are the same. And that is that whatever transcends and includes us is going to be able to use us as its own fulfillment because we're going to be conduits of this wholeness. The way I see it is that wholeness is the only thing that exists. Everything is always whole, but in our world there's a seeming illusion of separation. There's a seeming illusion of um, we're not in union or unity with 
all that is whole and with each other and all that. Um, and that illusion is purposeful. It's important. Uh, it helps us grow. But nevertheless, the, the, the absolute reality is that wholeness is the name of the game. And it's always trying to break in into the actualization of our illusion of separation. So in other words, think of, this is a kind of a dumb example, but think of like water molecules as being whole and they're in the air. Um, and then they, they come slowly come together into a cloud <laughs> uh, because all things desire to connect. You know, there's like this innate desire to come in union. So you have like all of this water molecules, they come together, the forces, you know, conspire together to come together into a unity of a cloud. And then other forces come together and this cloud actually desires one thing and that is to... Um, manifest itself in the form of a different way to express itself. So instead of an amorphous cloud, then it desires to actually condensate and then become rain. And so you have an amorphous shape of potentiality like a cloud, but then you have rain, which is an actualization. You have wholeness that desires to particulate singularity so you have a single raindrops but then what happens when all this rain comes together into one pool well then you have another singularity don't you you have a lake or you have a river or you have an ocean um, so there are different forms of the same essence but you have this potentiality all saying yes to unification and then to a cloud and the cloud then desires to particulate becomes rain individual drops falling coming together into a pool which is another singularity but now it's made up of the manyness all these molecules you see um, and you and I are the raindrops we're the raindrops we, we seem like we're individual the truth is, is that we come from unity and we're going and we're creating unity. Yeah. The one difference between us and, say, animals is that we get to choose our participation. We can refuse it. We can refuse the, the divine will and desire to, the will to experience and the desire to come together. We can refuse that. But if we open ourselves up to it, with a full-on, I desire to do the will of wholeness for the highest and best good of myself and my kids or my friends or my family or my clients or whatever, or my students, you know. When that happens, then something happens inside us, to us, through us, and that we become wholeness makers. And then, even if we don't feel it, especially if we don't feel it, we trust and we have the faith that our actions will bear fruit but if we feel it you see this is the issue is because we are so addicted to dopamine and all that good stuff you know uh, but we can become addicted to the feelings that if we just judge our success upon how we feel about something well then we end up desiring the feeling rather than to be the instrument 
So feelings themselves are just chemical reactions. They can deceive as well as uncover. So the point here is to uh, be detached from the feelings, use it as information, but, but you're, you are not only your feelings. <laughs> you, you, may, you have feelings, but you are not your feelings. So that, therefore, you can um, utilize your feelings as grist for the mill, but then let them go and you can always surrender into gratitude because you know that in the moment you are being used, even if you don't feel it and you are trusting that your actions will bear fruit, that's faith.